The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Alex, and I cannot stop buying things online. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right forever. Yeah, I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right forever. Today, we're talking about why I can't stop buying things online. I did some research, and... I have some scary numbers. The research is based off of only one website in which I purchase things. And because they are yet to do what I feel is like a uh, respectable action towards fighting for the Black Lives Matter movement and racial equality and fighting against racial injustice, I'm not going to say the company's name, but we all order a lot of things off of their website. I've purchased things on many other websites. I've purchased, since quarantine has started, 83 orders since March on one website. I also broke down those orders into uh, what these orders are and what they consist of. 35 of the orders were like life upgrades. So like I bought like a bench that I built for my room and I bought gym equipment to like help upgrade my life. 28 of those are gifts. So the things I actually didn't even get sent to my house, I sent to my mom or my dad. It was birthdays, all of that. So. Out of the 83, we have 35 that are life upgrades, 28 that are gifts, 19 that I just categorized under one umbrella called stupid shit uh, that consists of anything from pancake batter dispensers so that I can make perfect circle pancakes to a mouthpiece in case, I don't know, I just thought it was cool. It was super high rated. It got so bad that I would look up the best things to get on Amazon. That's why a lot of these stupid shit purchases are literally because somebody else was like, I got this and it was really cool. I got a yard sized version, like a jumbo sized version of beer pong. Uh, many things that are stupid shit. And then one thing that I had to point out because it was the first time I've ever bought one in my life. As the 83rd order, I bought a Speedo. And... It's a lot. It's There's a lot going on and too much going on, honestly. Uh, the Speedo, since I tried it on, uh, sits in my closet, so haven't used it yet. Uh, that's only from one website, though. 
So I definitely feel like it's a lot. It's definitely more than I've done before. And I don't know why it's spiked up so much. Maybe it's because I can't go out and shop and buy things regularly. Maybe it's because, um, you know, being stuck at the house, I'm on my phone so much and I'm dealing with some stresses or some anxiety about being stuck inside or anxiety about how honestly messed up the world is right now that I am, you know, uh, the term retail therapy. I am, I'm literally trying to make myself feel better by purchasing myself things. Uh, it's not working. Uh, it's not working great. I think the other thing is, is like, there's something fun about going online and finding something and it feels great and you just get excited and then you purchase it and then you're like waiting and every day, like you're looking outside or you're tracking it. There's this whole thing. Um, but what I'm feeling like is, is it's starting to create this dependency on now I need to upkeep a rhythm of purchases so that I always have a package coming in. I live with other people. They have packages that come in. And when they have a package come in, I want a package to come in. So I go and buy more things. It's a super unhealthy cycle. And it got me thinking, why? Why can't I not stop buying things online? What's up, guys? It's Alex Iono here. This is Let's Get Into It. It is my podcast where I just talk about all the things that you and I want to know more about. And today we're talking about why I can't stop buying things online. Obviously, there's a clear consequence, which is my bank account. (laughs) But then I think that there might also be other consequences or side effects to being so addicted to online shopping, which is why I wanted to ask a couple of friends to hop on here and help me on my quest to figuring out why we can't stop buying things online. So I want to introduce those two guests. First, I have a brand new friend. Uh, She is an actor, comedian, and host of a podcast that I've just learned about. It's called Driving to Disneyland, where in fact, the podcast is recorded while driving to Disneyland. Uh, Your kids might know her from Story Pirates. You might know her from BuzzFeed or Funny or Die, Comedy Central sketch shows, improv shows all over Los Angeles. As I've heard, she is one of the funniest people that people have ever met. Kristen Henley. Kristen, how you doing? Hi. Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, well, you know what? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the automatic answer. And then you think about it and you go, well, I don't know about I that. I know I'm supposed to say I'm doing well. I wouldn't say I'm doing actively badly, which is positive. I'm doing how a lot of people are doing. How's that? That's a great answer. And the good news is for both of us who aren't doing amazing, but aren't doing <laughs> horribly, we can talk about our feelings uh, and get some really good insight because my other guest is one of my very, very longtime friends. She is a therapist, a wisdom tree. She's helped me get out of some of my darkest of slumps, and she's helped me break down some of my biggest of fears. Her name is Karen Ehrlichman, and she's with us right now. Karen, how are you doing? And if you say good, I know all of us are lying. <laughs> Yeah, I will say, how am I doing today? I'm really excited to, uh, I have missed you guys. So I am very excited for this podcast episode and I am, I'm grateful today. I like that. Look at you always giving us the answer we wish we said. That's a nice take. Yeah, we have we have some really cool things to talk about. As you guys heard, I kind of broke down my issue right now, which is I can't stop buying things online. So we're going to talk about the mechanics of online shopping. We're going to talk about why we buy for comfort. And then lastly, we're going to be talking about this bigger picture, what's really going down um, behind the scenes that we might not be seeing 
uh, in this addiction. But before we get into those topics, Karen, you already know this question. Kristen, every episode I ask, what is one thing that you have been doing this week to improve your life? Uh, And this is my answer that I have. And it's really silly. One, I made sushi by myself for the first time. I learned how to make sushi this last New Year's and we made it. I never made it again. And then I this this week, I was like, man, I really want to make sushi. And so I did it without the chef that taught me how to make it. And it actually went really well. So that's one thing. I'm going to definitely do more of that. And the other thing is I started, <laughs> I, I created my own professional Zoom account. So I can now host Zooms. I can host meetings. Uh, it's under my name. I can record the meetings. It's really, really sick. I feel like a true adult. So those are what I've been doing to improve my life. Karen, do you have something for us? This week, I am improving my life by telling the truth more. Mm. Uh, Can you expand on that, please? Yes. And I want to make a distinction between like calling people out because that's not what I mean. Sometimes it is. But telling the truth, I think the times that we're living in right now demand us to be more real are calling us to be more real. And so to me, being more real means telling the truth about myself even to your point of like, when some don't ask me how I am, unless you're willing to hear how I actually am, because I'm not <laughs> saying fine or good anymore, because it's a damn lie. I like that. I think that's going to have to be my next week, because a lot of the time I feel like I catch myself going like, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? And I'm like, no, I'm not stressed, anxious, yeah. angry. Stop mm-hmm. saying how are you and ask something that's more interesting. That phrase should just be like released from our vocabulary because it's useless now Mm, i like that i'm all for it i'm voting i'm voting for that proposition yeah i like that too i feel like especially once you reach a quote adult age and you start actually trying to form your own life and do things on your own you're just never doing fine and that's normal like that's the adult norm i feel yeah (laughs) because you're never fine yeah never fine Even if we are kind of, we're still like, we're always striving for something, which is good. But like, we're always trying to piece life's mysteries together. There are stresses that nobody warned you about. And, um, you know, we're just all carrying that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, back on topic. Kristen, what have you been doing this week to improve your life? Okay, now this also is a, a on the silly side of answers, but it's really uh, brought me some joy that I needed. <laughs> it's been a combination of cross-stitching and watching Love Island UK. I don't know. Do you know nothing that I just said made sense? I, I don't know exactly what cross-stitching is. I know what Love okay. Island UK is. And okay. you're going to actually hear one of my songs in the background. I don't know what? what episode it is, but I have a song on Love Island UK. I'm very much looking forward to that. So, boom. But what okay. is, wait, can you explain what cross-stitching okay. is for cross anybody that's stitching. not having a bunch of cats in their house and about 64 Absolutely. years old? I would like to point out I have zero cats and I'm 0% 64 years old. And actually, my 28-year-old sister is the one who got me doing this. Wow. um, (laughs) Actually, I need to rescind my comments because I know that my sister, Taylor, who also is 28, uh, she also does some form of crochet cross-stitching. So I think what we're doing is we're making making cross-stitching the new, you know, we're picking it up at an earlier age. Yeah, I think so. And um, my sister started doing it first and she was making fun things. And what cross-stitching literally is, for folks who don't know, is it's like, you have this little piece of cloth that I literally don't know the name of. I like to call it the cheesecloth. It has little holes in it. 
and you are creating a picture with thread using little stitches that are X-shaped, and that's why it's called cross-stitching. But the reason I started doing it is because for me, it was a way to have my hands doing something that did not involve my phone. Ooh, wow. That's a that's a goat move. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm proud to be goating. <laughs> well, I'm glad and I'm glad that you're here. Actually, you and I are going to jump right into uh, this first segment. Karen, okay. we will be right with you in a little bit, but I'm going to keep drilling you. I want to keep asking questions. In the beginning okay. of this episode, I went hard and I called myself out for making, I've, I would say I've probably done over a hundred purchases now in the last 90 days. That's more than one purchase a day. Oh. Uh, what have you been ordering? How do you feel like have you been splurging? Have you been as addicted to buying things online as I have? What's going on with your with your online purchases? Okay, I will say it has sort of ebbed and flowed. I will say about halfway into quarantine. I mean, and for context, I'm in LA. We're still in shelter in place, so it's just indefinite. I would say about halfway through and beyond is when I started getting more comfortable with it. Because I am, an, you know, I am an actor and a performer and a good portion of us out here are basically, we're unemployed at the moment. So I think at first I was processing a lot of the anxiety over knowing that mu not much money was going to be coming in. So I wasn't really allowing myself to like order food out very much. I wasn't allowing that. And then I hit a point partway through where I just kind of told myself like, I need to be okay with allowing some normalcy in here and a little quote splurging. Uh, so I started, I will say the first big purchase I got excited about was the Big Bud Press sample sale. Do you, are you familiar with Big Bud Press at all? No. Okay. What is that? So it's this, uh, it's this, like a small business, but they've been getting really popular. And it's this store that just sells really colorful clothing. They'll have like staple items that they have their biggest thing are these jumpsuits but they also have like backpacks and they have like staple items and then they offer that item in like every delightful color imaginable and so they do like these sample sales a couple times a year and people literally line up in the streets and because it was during quarantine it was an online sample sale and uh they had like all this prep on their Instagram for how to handle this because they were like, listen, this is likely to sell out in five minutes. So here's how you have to strategize. You need to shop on the website the day before and know exactly what you want to get. And then you have like a literal minute to get what you want. So I think for me, I was excited because A, their clothes are not something that I always have access to getting a lot of really. And B, there was this sort of like quest feeling about it. So I studied up and I went on there and I was like, here's what I want. And I got lucky. I managed, the sale started at nine o'clock and I finished checking out at 9.01. And my friends were texting me because we we're all trying to get stuff and they had failed. <sighs> like it was the, it, at 9.01, like it was all gone. Wow. Yeah. So that That's was wild. Yeah. And what is this company? It's called the Big Bud Press. Big Bud Press. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some colorful clothes from them. It's very fun. It's a great. I really like all their stuff, but it's like, you know, exclusive enough. It was like, oh, my God, it's right. a quest, you guys. No, I think that I think that <laughs> quest aspect is something I didn't even think of until you brought it up. Like I've been I've also go I'm, I'm going on other websites like eBay or auction sites and doing those online auctions. And I think that that 
pressure to you have to get it in time and you have to be there and you have to write it like it makes it almost like a game which kind of takes the pressure off of the idea like there's sometimes like I bought these these basketball shoes I don't know why I bought basketball shoes I'm not playing basketball anytime soon Um, but I bought (laughs) these basketball shoes and like I remember at the beginning of the auction I was like okay I'm not spending more than a hundred fifty dollars and then you get so caught up in the quest and you're bidding, bidding, bidding. And the next thing you know, you win the bid, but they, you now are spending $220. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I guess <laughs> I forgot that I made rules and I wanted to do that. So there's also like that whole other aspect, which again, we can save all of the mental brain questions for Karen because this is literally her specialty. Amazing. Um, but uh, I think that's kind of created this feeling that I actually like online shopping like before quarantine I wasn't really like a massive online shopper like it was actually my preference if I could go and pick something up from a store directly my patients liked that more because I don't have any patients so I (laughs) liked going out um do you feel like since quarantine has started you have built like more of a liking for online shopping yes I think so I and I think it is part of for me some sort of longing for something normal feeling Mm. Yeah. I mean, like I got a text from my sister that was like, hey, Victoria's Secret, those leggings are usually like 70 something bucks. And today they're $30. And I was like, oh, I got to get on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I bought two pair. Is that the big are you are you shopping Big Bud right now, Karen? I found the website. Big Bud Press. You know that this is a real problem when we're online shopping while we're recording a damn podcast episode. This is it. This is really what the issue is. So I definitely agree with you, though, that it gives you that feeling of of normalcy. It gives you that feeling of, oh, okay, cool. This is what shopping's like, you know? Yes. And there is, like you said, that expectation feeling of like, ooh, something's coming. And it gets you excited to leave and like go down to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Like when I know something's coming, it is easier to motivate myself to get up and out of my apartment. And I mean, the mailbox is not far away, but it is like, ooh, let me go. Let me go check this out. There's like something out there for me, which when you stay inside long enough, you sort of forget that it's all still happening. So here's a question. Do you feel like now that we're creating because I'm creating a liking for buying things online, I'm creating a liking for that waiting for something to come in while I'm still at my house. Mm -hmm. You feel like as you know, knock on wood, whenever the hell we're allowed to go back out and shop and 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 be doing this thing, you know, like like we like we used to. Do you feel like you're going to go back to that mindset of not at least for me, I'd never bought things online, I'd always go out and buy them. But now I'm really curious. I don't really know for sure, but I'm curious how I'm going to react to this whole new thing or if I'm going to stay buying things online and being like, I don't even have to leave anymore to go shop. What do you think? Uh, I'm hoping for a happy medium. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it is. There is so much more of the instinct now that we're building up this instinct. Isn't there? I don't remember where I learned this, but it's like if you do something 27 times, it becomes a habit. Right, 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 right. And yeah. it is like we're reforming habits right now. What if you've built a habit about 100 something times and bought something online? Is that just such I a- mean, that's probably <laughs> cozied up to your uh, personality by now. I'm, I don't a know. Habit. I'm fully inhabiting. Yeah. I mean, it's not that you can't break it if you decide to later, but it sounds like it's probably cozied right up to your psyche. I don't know. <laughs> Oof, yeah. 
So the other thing, there's another, there's another f- kind of world of online shopping that I've only done maybe once or twice, and that's like groceries and okay. toilet paper and paper towels and things that you actually, you know, during the virus and during the pandemic, I've still been going and buying my groceries. Once or twice, I've tried ordering like the groceries to be delivered to the house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I just was like, nah, not that cool. I'm going to go out like I think because I also it's my only way to leave the house is by going to grocery shop. Have you done any online grocery shopping? Not a lot because I agree. Like there's something about that version of online shopping that felt weird. (laughs) So I didn't do very much. The only thing I did was (laughs) this is a very specific thing to my family. But my mom, (laughs) there is this lactose free spreadable butter that my mom loves and it isn't sold in my hometown we i'm from vegas they don't sell it there it only gets sold in like ralph's in los angeles <laughs> anyway she ran out and so i had this quest to get this butter so i did get on instacart because not all stores have their normal stock right now yeah I, I, so i did I, hop, I did hop on instacart for that uh lactose free butter and i tell you it felt very strange it, it's weird isn't it Yes, it's, I don't know why it's different, weird. but it's, I don't know what makes it weirder, but it's just weird. Agreed. I don't know why, like, hey, I'm going to buy some leggings online feels super normal or it was like, oh, I'm getting a swimsuit today. But for some reason, like getting, I'm getting food, eggs today, that just yeah, doesn't feel like a sentence you want to say. It doesn't feel right. I'm not sure what the difference is there. So you mentioned um, also that you kind of uh, I was we, we differ in the sense that as soon as quarantine hit my online shopping addiction just started immediately. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that halfway through is when it, you kind of started feeling, you know, I guess from the start of quarantine to now, halfway through is when you started buying things online. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your, um, whether it's your mental health, whether it's just your overall happiness, whether it's your views on on the world, whether they're positive or negative, do you feel like they changed or they differ at all in terms of your pre, the, the first phase, right? Where you were like, I'm not going to buy anything online. I have to be smart about the money and I have to be this. I wish I had that, by the way. <laughs> and then the second half, when you started to purchase things and you kind of loosened up a little bit, how do you feel like mentally you 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 changed? I would say a big part of it is that at the beginning of the quarantine, it was There was so much mystery and so much information coming from all places. And I would say that's still the case now, but it's weirdly become the norm. And so I think for me, it was like, I feel like I was just like suddenly told like, it's the end of the world, survive, survive, survive. And so like any sense of frivolity had to be shed for a minute because I felt like I was in survival mode, even though I was sitting in my perfectly safe and my environment in my apartment. If I'm sitting in here, everything looks normal. It doesn't look like the world is crazy. But I had this sense of like, I have to hunker down because I don't actually understand what's going on. Mm. Yeah, I'm totally with that. Right? It was like, so it was just survival mode for a while. And especially because like, the whole industry that runs my town is in the dark. I was also like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what kind of unemployment money I can get. Thankfully that I was able to get all that worked out, but even that didn't happen until like a month in. Mm. So for me, I think it just, I had to just live in this for a while and help myself understand that like, okay, this is my version of normal right now. And I need to do what feels 
good, I guess, and what feels fun and needs some mischief. I think that's actually, <laughs> I needed mischief. That's the other thing is like, you know how, uh, you know how it's, nobody ever wants to return something in person. Like you don't want to go and then pretend like they're like, so why are you returning it? And you're like, ah, I didn't fit or my grandma bought it for me. Yeah. When you have to, returning things online, especially with some websites, it's the uh -huh. easiest thing on earth. It's literally yes. just drop it off. Like, so yeah. I feel like you can, I, I feel like the issue that I have is I buy things and the mindset is, well, if I just don't use it, I just send it back. I don't like, I'll just return it. Out of those 183 orders I had, mm -hmm. I haven't returned a single one. Nothing's gotten returned. <laughs> oh. So everything, and I buy half of the things going, it might not work out. We'll just return it. So it doesn't really count as money being spent. Uh -huh. And then you never return it, but you also don't account for it. Uh, that's like, that's the issue. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely getting alerts from my Chase app being like, are you sure this is you? <laughs> Did you want this? Did you yeah, want this brand new sofa delivered to you today? Yeah. Okay. But now we're in this world, right? Sorry, where... that's something my mom ordered online during quarantine. So, <laughs> what was it? A sofa. A, a full blown sofa. Yeah. I haven't okay, seen it. Okay, she yet. wins. Your mom wins <laughs> in terms of like I don't even know. I didn't know that that was a thing you could do. I didn't know that you just you can just visualize that this is the one and then go for it. Like I've had to every time I bought a couch. I, I've I've had to lay on it at the store, make sure I liked it. Mm -hmm. And your mom just went full blown. Let's just get one. Yeah, she went for it. With you know, because you want to know why? You can return it. <laughs> well, that's true. You can return it if you don't that's like true. it. You know. And yeah, and my mom is the person who will follow through on that. So I guess. See, that's why that I don't sense. buy couches. That's why your mom buys couches. I can't buy couches. Well, yeah. uh, Kristen, there's now this new reality that they're going to start reopening cities and they're going to start reopening communities and reopening stores and, and um, trying to get back to what they will perceive as the normal lifestyle. Is there anything about that that makes you want to go, yes, I'm so excited to go out and blank? Uh, for me, the only thing I can think of is to go out and buy shoes because I feel like shoes are okay. the one thing that you can't Shoes and clothes, I guess. Like, I don't like buying clothes online. I haven't really made too many purchases of clothing since I've been in quarantine, mainly because I wear the same clothes every day. But mm -hmm. those are the things that, like, oh, it would be nice to go to Lululemon and, like, try on these pants that I saw online because I don't want to buy them and then try them on and then return them or say I will and then not. And then I just have the wrong size pants all for the rest of my life, you know? What do you yeah. think? Uh, let's see. I don't know if there's any specific thing that I'm like, I need to go out and buy that. I'm so excited to do that in person. I do agree with you on shoes, especially. But I think for me, it's more just being out with people. I think I just want to sit in a booth in a Mexican restaurant <laughs> with my friends. Okay. That's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Even though I don't think I'll do that right away. I really don't think I'm going to feel safe doing that right away. But that's... For me, the image in my brain that I'm like, ooh, that's all I want. I just want like a margarita, my friends, and a nice booth in a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, that's the issue is, is when is the balance of wanting some, like when is wanting something going to be more than my fear of, of, mm -hmm. of what's out there in the world? Because now yeah. we're not only dealing with a pandemic, we're dealing with hatred. We're dealing with the unveiling of the true face of this country right now. We're dealing mm -hmm. with so many other things that make me just go, 
yeah, this house is kind of nice, actually, that I uh-huh. think about it. I can make sushi now. I can host a Zoom conference where, like, we can just be here. This is better. So I definitely agree with you that the I'm trying to figure out how badly I actually want to go out and buy shoes, how badly I actually would want to go out and eat at a restaurant, or do I just want to, like, blast, you know, um, fun, like, mariachi music and and make, you know, burritos at my house, taco night at my house, carne asada off the grill. Like, that yeah. sounds fine to me, and I don't have to deal with racists and coughing people and <laughs> and all of the things that scare me right now in the world. It, yeah, we, I mean, we have sort of developed these little safe cocoons, too. That's a good point with yeah, everything that's, that's nice. happening. And I, I mean, especially with everything that's been going on in the last few weeks, like, it's been this weird thing where I have been fearing this. I've been feeling personally like this sort of FOMO that I'm like, oh, I'm not physically out in the street supporting my friends. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to balance it with like what well, there's still this reality of like this invisible villain that's not leaving anytime soon. Yeah. You know what? Actually, sorry, racism and coronavirus are both sort of invisible villains, but um, <laughs> they're both. I was talking about the virus specifically. I feel like at the end of the Avengers, when they're like, "Yeah, we saved the world," and then that end scene credit come, like the end credit scene comes on, and mm-hmm. you see there's another villain. That to me is what's going on right now. It's just more villains are being introduced, but we haven't even gotten the chance to beat the villain from the movie before. So it's literally like. If like if 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 we're talking about like Avengers, right? So uh-huh. that's like if Loki and Thanos and Ultron all were like they came in early and then yes. apparently murder hornets. By the way, where did the murder hornets go? What's going on? We were what? just talking about that. I don't know. Nobody wants to talk about them anymore. I, I would also like that. to add to that Avengers list that like Hydra is like, hey, just kidding. We never left. Yeah. Hydra is still there being like, by the way, me, we're still here, too. Yeah. I feel like we're very much in the last like week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been like Hydra being like, I don't know why you guys thought we were gone, but we're still here. Yeah. How come we're getting the Avengers villains, but we're not actually getting the <laughs> Avengers heroes? That's not fair. I think we should get both. If we're going to if Hydra is going to come back right now, we need we need at least Captain America, somebody to unite us, because we all know that that's not happening right now. Actually, bringing it back on topic, because I was thinking this is getting off topic, mm-hmm. but bringing it back on topic, all of those feelings I am trying to battle by buying things online. <laughs> like I am trying to battle by throwing money at my pleasure seeking creature, <laughs> you know, mind to try and be like, no, life is okay because you have a speedo now. Uh, by the way, it's actually what it, that was the one purchase that my life got a little bit worse. Cause if you ever want to feel, this is the thing. If you ever want to feel bad about yourself, Look at yourself in the mirror wearing a speedo. It does. You could have the Adonis body. Like you could literally be the Da Vinci body put on a speedo and you're just like, nope, that's okay. I'd never want to see that again. I look like it looks like putting a hair tie around a sponge. It just is one of those things. It does not feel good. It doesn't look good. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. 
Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. This is Let's Get Into It. I just had a great conversation with Kristen Henley talking about, honestly, we were just talking about our addictions to buying things online. Mine was masked by I'm buying things to improve my life. Now I have a Speedo. That's where we are. Uh, and now I want to break down exactly why this is happening. And I have my very, very good friend, Karen Ehrlichman. Karen, how? Oh, no, I'm changing it. We already talked about this. We're not, we're not using this term. Karen, what's going on in your <laughs> life? I don't know what the new, we have to replace how are you. Before we get rid of how are you, we have to replace it because there's now this like emptiness of like, Karen. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're a kid and your parent says, how was school today? And you just want to run out of the room. Mm. Yeah. You go, well, I was late. I had to run. I tripped over a branch. Everybody saw it, including my crush. My backpack spread open. Books went everywhere. But if you want to know exactly, like if, if to answer your question, school was good. That's what the answer is. So we're going to leapfrog over the, the small talk questions. We're going to get straight into it. Karen, how has your online shopping been uh, during quarantine during this time? Mine has generally been good in the sense that I have not gotten out of control. Um, I What you were talking about earlier with Kristen, I, so I have done online grocery shopping for a while mm. um, because I get, uh, for years I've gotten a CSA organic produce box delivered to my house every other week. So that's how one less errand I have to do, I get some awesome fruit and vegetables delivered to my house and you can go in online and they tell you here's what's coming next week and you can pick and choose you can also add a bunch of really expensive delicious extra shit if you want to so i try to avoid that but so the shopping online for for groceries has not been that um shocking to me but i will say that the place where i've gotten a little overly enthusiastic online is buying food for other people. I found a website 
from my sister-in-law whom you know where you can order and you could get a taco and have it sent to somebody you can get like lox bagels and cream cheese so i sent my father a birthday cake on his birthday because we were quarantining in place delivery charge was more than the cake but you know so i had a friend whose sister died a couple of weeks ago so normally i would like bring food to somebody's house when someone's died, but I can't do that. I mean, I could, you can do a drop off, but so I had food delivered to her. I have a question. Both you and Kristen have mentioned food delivery, not like groceries, like food delivery, like your Postmates, your Uber Eats, your DoorDash. Um, are you guys, con- does that count as online shopping? Kind of. I am screwed if we're including food deliveries. Like I probably double my online shopping in food deliveries because like food to me is like the ultimate therapy. Like there's no better way to get rid of feelings than to eat them. Like that that's the ultimate. Uh, we're we're going to have a whole episode about about that exact thing. So if that counts, I don't know if I'm allowed. I'm going to I'm going to make it so like it doesn't count for me because uh, there's way too many online like DoorDash Uber Eats, Postmates orders going on in in my house. So I'm not going to count that. My second thing is, you are somebody like you said, uh who orders groceries. What's that like? Like is does it does the food feel fresh? Does it feel like it's any different? Does it taste any different? Is it better? What what's the what's the reality behind it? So, like with the organic produce I'll use as an example, there's a bunch of different um farms that offer this option to people all over the country. This is not just like a Northern California thing. And so I've tried some other ones too and they vary. Some of them have pre-prepared meals. Some of them have meat and some of them have cheese and some of the, you know, so it really depends. Mm-hmm. Um so the one I use is great because like if I order like raspberries and they come and they're moldy for example which can happen sometimes I just send them an email and say the raspberries were moldy and they just credit they'll credit my account the money wow I might have to I'm gonna need you to connect me on this then maybe this is my new you're adding to my addiction this is this podcast is not gonna help at all it's just gonna I'm (laughs) we're all gonna start buying I'm gonna buy cross-stitching stuff and I'm gonna start ordering uh my my organic produce Karen Actually, before we even get into it, what is your thought on that term, retail therapy? Is that, do you think it's good? Do you think it's completely empty? Is it like, is it like a potato where, yeah, it's carbs, but it's good for you? Or is it like Captain Crunch where it's like, it's all just bad and people are going to try and make you feel like you're allowed, you should do it? I think retail therapy is, too often retail therapy is a phrase that gets used by people to justify buying things compulsively shopping for things that they don't need or should not be buying not always though sometimes it's to me that one of the factors is how much you plan for it or not like if you say i'm going i need to take care of myself so i'm going to do something good for myself and i'm when we used to go to stores right i'm leaving my credit cards at credit cards at home and i'm just going to take X amount of cash with me. I'm old school, right? Paying with cash. That is all I can spend. So if I'm walking out with a $20 bill, I have to figure out, do I want to buy one thing that costs $20? Am I going to buy two pairs of socks? Am I going to just take myself to lunch? What am I going to do with that? The thing about the online and with apps too, is 
you don't have to feel your money, you know, or they have like the, the buy now. You don't even have to add it to the cart anymore. You can just click and it's already happened. And then sometimes, oh my God, I'm looking at your face right now, Alex. And you just had this like, I'm so busted look on your face, right? Yeah. Feeling where you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. Or should I have done that? So that it's like, if you can consciously choose it for yourself so that you are fully present. So if you're shopping mindfully, that's very different than shopping compulsively. So you had mentioned the not seeing money, right? You just input your card information. So you're just looking at your card. Or if you're like me, you have your card information memorized. What else makes online shopping feel different or lighter or easier that's making me because even even if I compared three months of of going out and shopping versus these three months of online shopping I've so I've I've bought so many more things buying things solely online what else feeds that so part of it is online you can buy anything it's endless right you can and you can comparison shop, right? You can say like, oh, I found this couch to your point. Maybe I can get it cheaper over here. Or maybe they're having free shipping over here. And pretty soon, like five hours have gone by. You have lost your mind. You have lost touch with reality. You're in this completely altered state. Your brain is literally in a different state of mind. It could, that can also be true if it's just like in 30 seconds. You go in, you're like, I need some new black boots, which is bullshit because we're not going anywhere. And you see them and you're like, click, and then you buy them. And then you don't have to think about it. You don't have to feel your feelings. You don't have to check your bank account. You just, I want it. I'm going to have it. Click. Mm. Yeah, no. Or something happens to our brains where we are not conscious and present in choosing something. It's like we're doing something that's completely unconscious. So there's there's obviously people who have like a true addiction to shopping, like a shopping addiction, right? And and I don't think that I'm that. But I think, like you said, a lot of times people use the term retail therapy. And a lot of times I use the term like I'm going to treat myself. And, and Kristen even said, treat yourself. She got her colorful clothing. Is there any reason to not treat yourself? Obviously, if you don't have the money to, but if you have the money to, is there any reason that you should not, I guess, treat yourself? I think the language of treat yourself, I'm so glad you brought that up because people talk about quote unquote self-care a lot and what is something you can do to take care of yourself. And a lot of times, one of the first things people think of is to go spend money on themselves in some way because we're talking about things, but people also will will shop for uh, something for, well, a lot of these things we can't do right now, but like massage or mani-pedi or like there are things that people do to treat themselves that also involve money. Um, But there are lots of things you can do to treat yourself that actually don't cost money or cost very little money. So I think it's having as many choices as you can about different ways you can treat yourself. Mm. If you treat yourself to something And then you feel guilty about it later, right? Like the the credit card bill comes in and you're like, I don't even remember buying that. Like pancake dispenser. I'm attacked. Right. Right. So then we feel bad about ourselves. And then we kind of have built in the punishment, right? We're punishing Mm -hmm. ourselves already. We feel shame about the thing we bought. 
And then we're like, I can't go back to the UPS store one more time to return one more thing because then the person's going to look at me with that look, which is, of course, not true. They don't care. Right. That's sort of the repetitive cycle. Right. It's this it's and it's not that different from other addictions. Right. Like you say, I'm not going to do this again. And then you're like, well, maybe I'll just like have one. I'll just buy one. Right. So I guess then contrarily, is there anything damaging about listening to that buyer's remorse about going, you know, saying like, okay, so I buy something, right? And I say, oh, I'm going to treat myself. And then I say that for 40 purchases. And then I go, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. Now I can't spend a single dollar. Is there something is there something damaging in terms of overreacting to that to that buyer's remorse? And then maybe when you do need that treat yourself moment to buy yourself something nice or you want to celebrate something, you stop yourself and you short yourself by saying, no, because you did this really bad, you know? That can be a setup. Like you can only tolerate that for so long. And then you're going to have a moment where you're going to say, screw it. And you're going to go and you're going to just bust out. <laughs> So you're telling me I have no hope because <laughs> this is exactly what I'm dealing with. Plan it. Like, let's say I'll give you an example that has to do with when people are trying to quit smoking. Sometimes what I'll suggest to people is take that money that you would have spent on cigarettes and put it in a bank account or put it in a jar or like, and then at the end of each month, you can see how much money, forget you're saving your life. You're saving mm-hmm. your money, how much money you were spending on cigarettes. I've, I don't, don't smoke, so I don't know how much cigarettes cost, but I know it's not cheap. And then go buy yourself something with that because that was money or treat yourself that you were literally throwing away before. How do you do that in this online shopping world where I don't, most of the time, I don't know how much things cost, unfortunately. Like I don't, sometimes I don't see how much something costs until it, it shows up on my credit card statement. And I go, what the hell was $128? And then I go back and I was go, oh my gosh, a cutting board was twenty eight like was twenty eight dollars, and then two speedos were were, were thirty eight dollars each. Like it's you know what I mean. Like I feel like when it's something tangible, right? When it's something that I go, okay, I know that this coffee that I'm gonna go buy is gonna cost me three fifty. Maybe if instead I just make a coffee at my house and then I keep that three fifty and I put it into a little jar, then at the end of the month I'll have this. How do you transition that into what's going on now, which is just online shopping? A lot of the times, the the value of money is is totally seen differently. Well, one thing that might be an interesting experiment is to do is to track your money for a week, just so you can see what you're doing. And there are actually apps that you can use to track your money. I used to track every penny that I spent for years. I every stamp I bought, every haircut I got, everything. So that if somebody asked me, well, how much does it cost to get your haircut? I could tell you right away. I knew everything. So for a whole week, if you could try it so you could see, right. And then you could say, damn, I'm spending $300 a month on lattes. I could be using that for something else. Right. You know, like, is that what I want? It's like to really empower yourself so you could either save the money, spend it on something else. Or you could say, you know what? I really value being part of a community or supporting this business that's trying to stay alive during pandemic. And so I'm going to go buy those lattes because I feel like I'm doing something good for myself, good for that business owner and good for the neighborhood. But so you're, 
you're consciously choosing it. I'm not about austerity and deprivation at all, but I think we can enjoy it more when we're not afraid of facing what we're actually doing. Mm, wow. I think that's a great way to end it. I mean, that, I was going to ask, what should we do? And you just answered it. So there we go. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Kristen's coming back and we're going to come back and we're going to kind of just talk about the bigger picture of online shopping. We'll be back. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, we are back. This is Let's Get Into It. I'm Alex Iono. We are talking about why we can't stop shopping online. I've already talked with Kristen about just outing all of the online shopping we do. I got to talk with Karen Ehrlichman, who broke down kind of what goes on in the brain and why it becomes so easy to buy things online. And now we're kind of just, I don't know, I wanted to have some time for us to talk about what's going on, the big picture in the world. And and I want to start off the conversation uh, we are in the middle of one of the most important fights, I think, and especially in my history of life, it is the most important fight, but in the history of the world, in the history of our country, we are really truly fighting for equality, racial equality, racial justice. Um, that's including now police reform and and re, uh, I hate the term defund the police because so many people get confused by it, but in turn, but re- yeah, reforming the police and changing the budgeting across the board and and making sure we're, you know, we're we're investing into the right areas without getting too much into it. It's a very important time and one of the biggest things they ask for is donations to help, you know, to help causes like No Child Hungry during the pandemic when a lot of families rely on school lunches to be feeding their children justice funds and funeral funds for uh for the lives that have been taken by uh, law enforcement or lives that have been taken um due to coronavirus you know you have you have the Breonna Taylor fund the George Floyd fund the David McKay fund the uh, um the Ahmaud Arbery fund 
all funds that I've donated to, uh, No Child Hungry I've also donated to, so many donations, also online purchases, I guess, but they just make me feel a little bit better. You're doing the right thing. Some of them are tax write-offs. Can can either of you guys speak to this in terms of the difference, right? I, I think I think buying a speedo on Amazon uh, is is a lot different in terms of this bigger picture than spending your money to donate. But at the end of the day, the money's going out. So I, I would love to hear both of your opinions, especially Karen, in terms of what mentally happens when you if if I were if I had a hundred dollars and I bought a hundred dollars worth of speedos, or if I had a hundred dollars and I donated that a hundred dollars, obviously I'm not getting anything tangible in return. But mentally, how does that ha- what 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 is that difference some of it depends on like the your own values your own belief system how you were raised your own religion or your own culture just your own ethics and values and it is again important to actually be conscious about what you're doing right like if you are a person who like you want to give to these organizations but you want to be discerning about which ones you give to like for example some of them I'm just talking about charitable donating in general, take a huge percentage to go to their administrative overhead. Some of them take a tiny percentage to go to their administrative overhead. That's Mm. a helpful thing to know. Like how much of that money is actually going into organizations that are advocating for transforming law enforcement? Like I want to know specifically what I'm doing with my money, whether that's $18 or $1,800. Am I giving because I need to prove to somebody that I'm a good person or am I giving because it's the right thing to do? That's a, that's a great point. And, and Kristen, I, I, I want to ask you this because I feel like a lot of the time it's so easy for me to donate $50 and by donate, I mean, buy something for $50 that I get. But when somebody goes, will you donate a true donation, $50 to help support this person's legal fees because they're up against something that's not right, right? So like, will you support, will you pay $50 so that we can go and take this bill to Congress? That $50 kind of feels a bit different. What do you, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think especially, you know, when talking about like, oh, buy this and the proceeds go to this. I don't know why like lizard brain wise that's like a quicker like oh great i'll do that that's all done now but it is there's like a wrestling match that happens and i'll acknowledge that like i like i have i've also done some donating recently but it's been this weird thing of like well you just donated that amount to that organization but didn't you spend more on leggings last week Mm. and like trying to check myself about like what money is okay to send where and then yeah on top of that you're getting i mean like i woke up to two ads today that was like, hey, buy this shirt. The money goes to, this was various like LGBT plus organizations. Uh, but like you wake up to that, you're seeing that imagery every day and you're like, oh, I need to be helping. I need to be helping. It's, it sort of hits a point where like you want to be doing good things, but also your brain is swirling because there are so many ways to do it and so many ways to do that wrong. For example, I just learned yesterday uh, that I had donated like $8 to basically boost the visibility of a petition yeah. that I had signed. And then I just was reading more specifically about how that organization works and how like that $8 really didn't, I mean, it's a small amount, but it didn't really go to helping the cause that I cared about, you know? Mm. 
It was Same more as, so visibility for the company that is supporting that yeah, cause. Yeah, and they kind of, they're not very discerning about what that petition is about. They just like see, oh, you put $8 into this, here this this $8 goes into this algorithm, boop, 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 beep, 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 business, yeah. you know? They, they, they rely on the ignorance of people to not want to read the fine print and they just go, oh, and I get to boost it, which means I'm doing even a better thing. I think that's an issue is that people are profiting off of trying to make other people feel like they're doing a good thing when sometimes it's you 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 are doing a better thing by signing a petition and sharing the petition with all of your friends than it is signing a petition giving eight dollars and going on with your life as a, a son of an immigrant as a person of color like I do feel I identify even though I am not black and I don't identify as black I support the black lives matter movement because I know that this is what's right racial equality is what's right so because I'm identifying with that, I want to donate so much that it makes me feel like I'm really in the fight. Because like you said, Kristen, I can't, you know, I live with people who are high risk for for COVID, so I can't be yeah. out there in the field. But I do know that what I haven't done a lot recently since I started donating more and more is buying things online. So there's this kind of nice um, energy that's going on that one, I'm feeling better because I'm I'm using my money to donate to try and really make big changes. And two, I'm not shopping online as much. So less Speedos are coming to the house. I know that we're, I think I was talking about Speedos so much. We are imagining I have like a full closet of Speedos. It's only two. I have two Speedos. I bought one, actually bought two, wanted to return one, never returned it, lost the date. So I have two Speedos, one that doesn't even fit me. It's an issue. Maybe you could donate, donate that second Speedo. I should donate the second Speedo, and I don't know what that will do, but at least I'll feel better about it. There's a whole nother big picture uh, concept that I want to talk with you guys about as well, though, which is the environmental aspect. I cannot tell you how much cardboard and tape and bubble wrap and packing paper and all of that. Uh, obviously, the best thing we can do is to either reuse or recycle the the online purchases, but I think there's a lot of things that that I don't even take into account until I'm reading them from, you know, the Guardian's article about delivery disaster, which is the environmental costs of online shopping. A third of solid waste in the U.S. comes from e-commerce packaging. God, that's a lot. And in this world, it's like we're stuck. I mean, maybe the change is we stop buying things online, but in a world where that probably isn't going to happen... What what can we do? What do you guys think? Ooh, for me, it's just like little baby steps wise. Like I'll do things like if I feel like I'm going to order something from the same company within a certain span of time, I'll try and double up so that one mm. box is being sent out instead of two. Some, some companies have options. I mean, I've been trying to shy away from Amazon a little more lately, but they do. That's like a thing on Amazon where it's like you order five things and they're like, do you want them all? whenever they're immediately ready or do you want them all when we're ready to put them all in one box for you? And you can click that. I mean, and partly is just like checking out companies uh, that I'm interested in and checking out how they go about shipping things. Like there are companies that are mostly carbon neutral or totally carbon neutral, mm. trying to do a little more research into what I'm buying and where it's coming from. Yeah, definitely. Karen? I will ask my neighbors, like, I'm about to order something from XYZ. I'm going to get toothpaste. Do you need anything? And then we'll, or a roommate or whatever, like, it doesn't have to be a neighbor. And then you have a bulk order and then there's just one box. That is, that, I got to do that. That sounds like, 
the ultimate, you know, I live with two other people and I have never once said that. What I'm realizing is I hate that answer that it's like, it's all about a balance. It really is though. Like it is about how can we efficiently do what we know inevitably has to be done, right? Like the reason why we're all shopping online is because we have been all advised to stay home. So instead of going out, instead of doing this, like, so we are doing a good thing. And a bad thing is still coming out of it, which is like environmental plastic or the environmental aspect to it or, uh, you know, requiring people to to deliver those products, which means there are people who ha- who are not allowed to, you know, these essential workers who are not allowed to stay home and be safe and they have families. And so there's always going to be an effect to things. So I guess the concept in my mind, my biggest takeaway is thinking about ways like you had just mentioned, Karen, and you've mentioned through the podcast, Kristen ways that you can optimize asking my roommates like, Hey, I'm going to buy something on Amazon. Does anybody else want something on Amazon so I can purchase it all, click this one link. And then, and so it all gets sent in one box. So we're trying to minimize our carbon footprint uh, or ordering from carbon neutral companies, like you had said, Kristen. Um, But thank you both so much. Your, your input on, on, on this, uh, unfortunately didn't solve the speedo problem, but it did solve Darn. a lot of other questions and answer a lot of other thoughts that I had in my mind. Um, so I appreciate both of you. This is my moment. And I took away the shameless word. It is self promo time because Karen hates, there's no shame in, in promoting yourself. So Karen hit us with a good old self promo. Excellent. Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at KE Replenish or my website, KarenErlichman.com. I love it. Kristen, now that you've gotten a feel for it, I'm going to give yours a twist. I want you to give a self promo, but because, mm-hmm. because Catherine, our producer, applauded you as one of the funniest people she knows, I also need you to to shout out one sketch or one social media piece of content that I ha- I can go look at right now. Uh, because as funny as you are on this podcast, Catherine did say you are the funniest person she knows. So I need, I need something that's going to prove to that. So if it's a funny or die sketch, if it's a comedy central sketch, if it's a Buzzfeed sketch, I need, I need to know. Okay. Well, all right. So the basics I'm on Instagram at hashtag Kristen Headley. That's literally the word hashtag spelled out. Hashtag Kristen Headley. Nice. Because I went Instagram free for several years. And then when I joined, there was like 75 pictures under the hashtag. KristenHenley.com, obviously, now I'm thinking is like an easy place to see videos of me. Um, Yeah, and check out my podcast, Driving to Disneyland. Uh, Can can you explain to me your podcast, Driving to Disneyland? Because I I already connect with the title. And so I want to know what the podcast is actually about. Okay, well, here's how I got started. My BFF, Catherine, and I um, have been like friends who go to Disneyland together for several years before we started the podcast. But essentially, we found ourselves uh, like having our very best and most fun conversations specifically while in the car on the way to Disneyland. And so we just we decided to commit to that. And so we literally uh, when non-pandemic times allow we literally do record the podcast in the car. It's wow. It's, it's a good time. And it's a, it's a comedy sick. podcast. That's super sick. I love that. It's spicy. Yes. It's Disney with swears. It's Disney with salt on the rim. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see a comedy sketch. That I want to put out there for you guys to enjoy. You know, there's one, it's a weird one. You can find it on Funny or Die. There's a, 
if you look up DJ Fawcett, that's the name of my old sketch team, we have a whole episode of sketches on Funny or Die that should pop up. And there's a sketch in there that my friend wrote called Barnacle Cream. <laughs> that's real weird and involves three of us like wandering around like crazies on a beach. Okay. Um, that's one of my old favorites. I like that. I like that. Well, yeah. everybody go check out Barnacle Cream. Check out Kristen Henley's Instagram. <laughs> Make sure you check out Karen's. You can always find me at Alex Iono on all social media. Um, but I also want you to check our show notes. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit, and I think it's very important at all times that we uh, look for places in which we can help, whether it's donating money, donating time, donating energy, donating uh, your attention, uh, or donating your brain to learn more uh, and consistently make a good change in the world. Um, and if you've been shopping online too much, then we can dilute some of that online shopping by making some, uh, some really good charitable contributions. But we love you guys. Have an incredible day. And we'll talk with you soon. Peace. We really want you to get the help you need. So if you need help, please seek independent advice from a competent healthcare or mental health professional. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the opinions of iHeartMedia or its employees. This podcast should not be used as medical advice, mental health advice, counseling, or therapy. Listening to the podcast does not establish doctor-patient relationship with hosts or guests of Alex Iono, Let's Get Into It, or iHeartMedia. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Oof, that's a doozy. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.